What do you got there? Uh, I got a Laugenstange with butter and uh, some sausage on there. So what are you doing here? Why don't you go eat your breakfast? Okay, I'm gone. Hello and welcome to episode 680 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. Uh, once again, this is going to be a solo show. In fact, I'm going to stop announcing it. By now, you should have figured it out that uh, Adam won't be here unless it's a monthly challenge, which will be in a couple of weeks. So we're just going to move forward by not announcing it every single time. You'll know I'm the one of the hosers on there. There's a better way to say that. So what's going on? First off, our Patreon link, if you want to help us out. Uh, I did just get two more bills this morning for internet stuff and domain names. And I, like I said, I, I think they charge me bi-weekly instead of every two years like they're supposed to. But uh, if you want to help us out, help keep the lights on, so to speak, then go to our website, twohosers.com, find the Patreon link, pledge a couple of bucks. And as usual, we thank you very much for your support. Uh, what is going on photographically? Well, the um, first off, I'm going to say we're going to keep this episode pretty short um, because I do uh, have a few things to. How do I say it? There's off off show stuff. Um, I, uh, as avid listeners will know, um, uh, they'll you guys will know what I'm talking about. I'm mumbling. Point is, going to be a short show. Not 100% sure if there's going to be one next week. Nothing to do with the show or anything like that. It's just priorities. So I'm sure you can all figure that out. Uh, photographically, uh, after talking with Adam a couple weeks ago, where he touted the uh, small rig little LED 120 or whatever it's called, small rig RM120 video light, I jumped on it. I thought, you know what? That's going to fit exactly into my uh, bag and what I need it for. And wow, does it ever. So I picked one up. It was around I, euros, I forget, on sale for like 60 bucks or something like that. Haven't had much chance to use it. Uh, just shot around a little bit with it when it showed up. Um, but wow, is it a really cool little rig for the money. Um, so I, I shot a couple of test photos. Um, I was home alone, so they're going to be self-portraits. And uh, so you can have a look at these two. Uh, so here the lighting here is I went all LED. I wanted to see what would happen if we went LED because I have the, the other LED light I have, the bigger one um, that's battery-powered, and then now the small one. So this is a very simple setup. The, the main LED, the big one, is the key light, which is just camera right. Um, and that one, you can you can dial in the color temperature as well. So I've dialed it in very, very blue. And then right in behind me is I'm using the new small rig LED light to light the background. Um, and that you can dial blue to orange and everywhere in between. So that's dialed at orange on the first shot anyway. It's dialed at orange. The key light dialed to blue. And then just snap a, a selfie with 
the R6 with the iPhone as a uh, remote, which works out pretty well. Um, so there's that. And then I wanted to just quickly change the background to blue, turn around, dialed up the LED, the small rig LED to the blue spectrum, probably not spectrum, probably overdoing it, just to the blue color and quickly changed the background color. So you can see the, the, the flexibility you have uh, very, very quickly. So this is gonna be just a really, really cool uh, thing to have. Um, I will, I, in the future, I will commit myself to trying to appear less surly. Uh, I don't know why I'm eyeballing the camera such, or uh, why I'm so upset, but uh, trust me, I will, I will try to be a little more engaging in my, in my uh, selfies in the future. But I look forward to shooting a lot more with, with this little unit, especially since it's so portable. Um, it's going to be phenomenal for, for video stuff as well. So looking forward to that. Uh, this week, I spoke earlier this week with a friend of the show. You know him, Don Komarechka. He's been uh, offline for a little bit. He's got his show, Photo Geek Weekly, back up and running. And uh, that should be out as you hear this. But I wanted to check in with Don in Bulgaria, talk a little bit about um, the state of photography. Because, uh, as you hear in the show, but in the, in the interview, uh, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is what is it that the people, you, being you being the people, what is it that you're doing or wanting to do or being forced to do photographically? Now, some people still love their, their uh, DSLRs or mirrorless cameras or interchangeable lens cameras, whatever we're, we're calling them. But more and more people, myself included, are shooting some photos with their smartphones um, or a lot or all of their phones. And what does that mean? Is that, are we copping out? Are we, are we phoning it in, being lazy? Uh, I don't think so. I think there's a huge potential for them. I still love all my other cameras, but I do appreciate certain aspects of the iPhone and wanted to talk a little bit about uh, that with Don. So without further ado, here is Don Komarechka. One, and like the one is really not necessary because by that point, I, I, it's the five, four, three is really all I need. And the two- Just making me work extra hard. Well, the two is a control, uh, just to make sure nothing's messed up on the, the, the four. And uh, that's how it works. Just to give everybody a, a look behind the curtain of how we sync things. I, I don't even, I, this may be something I invented in podcasting. We might be the only podcast that's ever done, done it this way. I think that there's enough podcasts in the world, Alan, that um, you might have been the first, but you're definitely not the only. Uh, I don't know. I've heard most of them. They're, they sound terrible. I, the, the quality. <laughs> like, the, the content is obviously awesome. Otherwise, they wouldn't let you have a podcast. But there you go. All right. That's all. There you, there you go. How What's are going you, on? Good. We're, we're already starting. I'm, this is all going in, we're leaving nothing on the cutting room floor. That's my, my, my policy for 2024. Yeah, keep, keeping it real, keeping it real, and uh, things are good here. Uh, it's uh, actually got in, uh, got snow for the first time in a very long time here in Bulgaria. It's been unseasonably cold, and um, 
not cold enough for me to actually go out and photograph snowflakes or anything. Um, right. January is is generally a paperwork month for me. Taxes and uh, <laughs> filing the last year's copyright registrations with the U.S. Copyright Office, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, I'm hopeful that uh, if I can get done what needs to be done for tax filing and accountant stuff um, by the end of today. Then the weekend will let me play with a, a new toy that I just got, the uh, uh, Moment Macro 75mm T-Series lens for my phone. So uh, I figured, you know what, if I, I, I've got all the fancy gear, and I know that you've got you know plenty of equipment, and it's all professional, and that's great, but there's something to be said for attracting an audience of people that have their camera in their pocket all the time. So that's one of my goals for 2024. Well, that's becoming more and more me. Like I, I'm, I'm, I might be your target audience. Uh, I can't tell. I can't tell if I just like cameras better than my phone or I'm a snob. But I also find that I like not carrying anything extraneous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I don't mind taking the camera in my studio and doing all the fancy high magnification, blah, blah. It's, I mean, that's because I'm not taking it anywhere. It's just here. And I can go to the shelf that has all of the gear positioned on it in a rather haphazard way. That should be another New Year's resolution to organize everything. Um, Grab what I need, throw it on the camera or around and and have fun and tinker. But to take all of that with me anywhere, I'm not going to do it anymore. Anymore? Okay, I was going to go not quite as quite as often well i shouldn't say like i'll take a camera and a lens and a tripod sure but i'm not gonna take big lighting arrays i'm not gonna take uh all of the studio accoutrements that i would have to organize in place and uh and then do that sort of stuff uh the studio work will pretty much remain in studio or in the backyard see that's interesting because this is the one of the things that we've been kind of talking or adam and i've been talking mostly off air um is a like when we first started the show, it was all about hey, who wants to learn how to use their DSLR? No one knows, not no one, but like a lot of people did not know. The the yeah. tech overtook the the knowledge very very quickly, and so it was like great. You know, we we, we can talk all about that. Everyone's shooting with the, with the DSLR, uh, you know, some some sort. Now, obviously, it's 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 hasn't been overnight, but phone photography is excellent and so it is more and more people are just i don't know if it's ditching their phones or 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 ditching their cameras or just laziness or what it is but this is i would say the future but it's actually the present it's also such a connected device. You could take a picture and immediately share it to anybody that you'd want. And uh, well there is some functionality for that on our uh, larger cameras it's not as integrated. You know, you've got to no. use the smartphone as that linking component. So, uh, you know, I feel like it's it's one of those tools that is just a way of communication these days. Most people use it as that, hey, take a look at this beautiful thing that I just saw and share that with people. It's not necessarily about making art for the majority of the population, although it is a tool that can do that and people have that experience. So, you know, when I, I just picked up the um, the iPhone 15 Pro Max and the reason for that... Wait, is that, is that the highest one? Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. latest and greatest uh, is because I'm doing a, a second edition of my macro photography book. I'm in the, the final contra- uh, contract negotiation stages uh, with a large publisher, and 
uh, you know, all, everything has to be updated. The book is going to be in a different size format, so it basically has to be rewritten uh, to fit into this this new format. And um, I, I gotta at least put some uh, credible smartphone photography into the mix. I don't want to make it like a, a whole fully fleshed out thing because it's going to be changing so quickly. I might have an online component, you know, check out the latest developments at this website um, where, you know, you can see how things have been updated to the next generation of a phone or lens that's available because it is moving so much faster than the traditional uh, you know, not, I don't want to call them SLRs anymore, but interchangeable lens cameras. And, and even like the, the main camera that I use, the, uh, the Lumix S1R, it's pretty long in the tooth. You know, I've been, I think I got an, uh, an early production sample of that in late 2019 and they haven't replaced that camera yet. So yeah, um, onward and upward with the smartphones, I suppose. Uh, well, 2019 was four minutes ago, but also five years. So that's that's confusing to me. <laughs> exactly. Time is a flat circle. It is. Um, indeed, it is. Um, yeah, so I, I find myself, uh, most of my, my photos I take with, with my phone, I find are of my kids. Because that's like a lot of my photography, my, my own personal stuff besides that is, like I take, obviously, I take a lot of photos of my kids. Um less and less fewer and fewer now that they're getting older but you know it's when we'd leave the house to go somewhere go go for a hike go for to someone's house or what or whatnot I used to it was automatic I was taking my camera no question and then yeah. got that was the, the DSLR I take the 40d with me or whatever it was you know at the time and then you know we graduated to the x100 which which is I still can't say enough about um I don't think you can buy one right now if you wanted to, from what I understand. Uh, Great little cameras. Uh, and the, the Sony RX100 series as well. Phenomenal uh, little... Um, I mean, uh, what I'm saying is that even if you don't have an interchangeable lens, the RX100 is fixed. Um, right. Small cameras are still viable, you know, uh, on their own, outside of your phone. And there's a, still a huge market for that. Um, but only enough to sustain a couple of products within that, that market space. Right, right. Now, I'm obviously a big proponent of it. Like, if anybody asks me, hey, you know, what camera should I get? I do tell them one of those, like the X100, the Sony, whatever one of those, you know, versions of those cameras are. But realistically, I should tell them, just get a new new iPhone because, you know, that's what you're going to use the most. That's what you're going to. So for me, it's like it was automatic. We're going to someone's house. I'm going to bring, and I noticed, you know, People started dressing a little bit better when they knew I was coming to the party or they make sure their kids were kind of uh, dressed okay because they figured I'd probably take some pictures of their kids at the event. Uh, And so they wanted to make sure they had some keepers for Christmas. Uh, But I I found like lately, I just don't have the desire to not just take the pictures because I'll I'll go to an event or my, my kid's school and bring my camera and take take five photos, keep one of them if I'm lucky and now I'm carrying my camera around for the evening yeah yeah you gotta babysit the gear because you don't you don't want to just leave that alone uh you you never know especially if you're in like a a wedding or something um you have to keep that very close to you or somebody always has to be babysitting it indeed indeed I mean or you know someone's gonna spill their drink on it or you know and so 
I always would find a place at the party, like, all right, where can I put my camera when I'm not going to hold it? I got to put it up on the top over here, out of the way, so no one's going to grab it and, or, or, you know, bump it by accident and whatnot. Now, I have the tiny little packet of uh, hockey cards in my, in my pocket. That is the iPhone 12 mini, I think I have. That yep. does a, uh, you know, good job of photos. It's no iPhone 15 Max Pro Superphone. But <laughs> and hey, I, I was I had the iPhone 13 Pro before, and I was fine with that. Um, but if I'm if I'm doing a book, I got to use the latest that's out on the on the market. And I'll be honest with you, the five time zoom on the telephoto lens, which is only on the Pro Max of the latest edition, um, with this moment macro lens, gets me really really close. Uh, so I I think that from a technical standpoint, there's absolutely no reason why I can't make images that rival, uh, at least for you know web and social media viewing, uh, that rival what I can do with my, uh, my my main big guns camera, especially that you know, you've know you got really good apps to control uh, on the smartphone. Halide is my favorite right now. Uh, and you can shoot in RAW. And, and th- these are a huge advantage moving forward to just kind of work that into my pre-existing workflow. Okay, so on the, 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 the 15, now you said that with the five times zoom, is that, that's a digital zoom? We're talking about the actual no, lens. That is actual optical zoom. Um, the uh, 15 Pro has a three times telephoto lens, and the um, the Pro Max they did a camera differential again, and they gave a beefier telephoto lens for the first time, uh, hitting up to five times. Which you know, for people that use Android phones, and Samsung has their super zoom, you can fill the frame with the moon and stuff. Apple's not there yet, but it is quality. I, I really wasn't happy with the telephoto on the 13 Pro, but here on the 15 Pro Max, they, they, they're they checking all the boxes for me. I, it's only 12 megapixels. That's fine. Uh, I can work with that. But <laughs> other than that, it's, it's phenomenal. Okay, so because I'm an idiot, uh, the iPhone 15, you're, you're saying five times zoom is zoom. Is that actually a five times telephoto, or does it is it a variable zoom, optical zoom? No, it's a, it's a five times telephoto. So there's three optics okay. on the back of the camera. One's wide angle. One is the standard, and then the five times is five times what the standard is. I don't know what the 35 millimeter equivalent focal lengths are off the top of my head, but that's um, fine. Yeah. But so what? What you have? I mean, what what this is? This this is. What's uh, uh, old is new again. This is the you, you're you're carrying around an old Bolex camera. Well, no, I'm carrying around a 24 to 105. That that's what this is. Uh, and, and in fact, that's just from the one to the uh, to the five times. But the, you also right. have the wide angle, which so this would be like 12 to to 100 type of range that I've got in my pocket. For those people who don't know what I'm talking about, the old Bolex cameras, these amazing little uh, 16 millimeter film cameras for movies um, that have the turret on the they front. They had the turret on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, my, I, my Airflex Airy S also had the turret. And so it wasn't like, like a zoom lens. It's like when you say 24 to 105, that means you can shoot at 25, 26, 27. Like you can zoom. This you is can true. Right. Move it this in. is a turret movement. Uh, and it can interpolate in between. You've got a two times that is an interpolation from the main uh, camera that has technically, you know, in air, I'm doing air quotes right now, a 48 megapixel sensor. Good luck getting that. 
amount of resolution out of it, but it would be enough to approximate a two-time zoom by cropping in on that. Right. Um, and so, yeah, you've, you've got a turret of three pseudo-four uh, type of focal lengths to work from. Yeah, these, this all sounds fantastic. I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm just trying to, trying to get my head around what is in the box. I mean, and that is fantastic. I, I loved shooting with those old kind of turret-style uh, lenses. It was a lot of fun when shooting movies. Um, and, then, and then we shot with an RE... Oh, boy. What was the big camera? That was my RES. And it wasn't an SR. It was a, I think it was a BL for, for, the, for the, the, the two nerds listening uh, who know what that is. <laughs> Um, and we had a zoom lens for that, which I didn't love. I forget what the what the uh, t-stop was on that, like eleven or something, but not not quite but, that. But I bad. am still I am still really geeking out about the the main interchangeable lens camera stuff coming on the market. You know, Panasonic just announced a hundred millimeter macro lens, and it's like half the size of the equivalents from Canon and Sony. Yet it's still a hundred millimeters and f two point eight. I don't know what magic they've put into the optical formula there, but I want to get my hands on one. They just announced that at CES. And there are rumors floating around about a Leica um, uh, SL3, I think, and that is their counterpart to the uh, the Panasonic S1R. And I'm, I'm just really thinking that, I'm not going to go Leica, but I've, I've looked at that spec list, and if that matches what the Panasonic offering is going to be, because rumor has it that they come out of the same factory, that right. I, I, I'm, I'm due for that upgrade. And that will really jazz me up about uh, the, the, the regular camera shooting as well and pushing those technical limits even further still. So time will tell. But uh, I think that a, a lot of money is going to be spent on photography gear by me in the near future. <laughs> uh, so the, so with, the, with the iPhone adapters, so you, 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 bought, you have the macro, you said. Right. So yeah, Moment makes these uh, special cases that allow you to, uh, it's almost like a friction fit, uh, screw in on the back uh, a, a lens. They've got, I think, an, uh, an S, an M, a T series. I can't remember what uh, letters they have. It's more than just this one, but the T series is their latest, and it's designed for the bigger lenses on the more modern cameras without vignetting or any problems. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is kind of awkward like you're, you're attaching an actual lens on the back of your your camera it's not like the right. size of a uh an interchangeable lens uh, uh lens but it still makes it um sort of unusable for just walking about because your phone's always going to be in your pocket when you're walking about and then you got to take it out you got to find out whatever pouch or pocket you've put this lens in attach it take your mm -hmm. picture um so i don't see myself really using this in the field very much but it will be a great technical representation of what the technology can do so this is like a lens adapter, essentially. Um, uh, one of our listeners oh, a couple years ago sent Adam and I the um, the, the wind-on adapter for the for the X100 to go from a uh, 23 mil lens to a 30. I forget now, but um, the the 50 go from basically from the, from the from the 35 mil equivalent to the 50 mil equivalent, essentially. But right. it, it winds on. It doesn't replace the lens like a typical re removable lens system would. It winds on. And I was, I was skeptical because way back in the old days, um, when we first got the digital video camera at uh, when I was going to film school, we had what's called the Sony VX1000, which was like the f real first iteration of digital video. 640 by, by 480, um, but it was a, a digital file. 
Yeah, I hated it actually. It was cool. Like it was, it was like all right. It, it was, it was fine. It still took you an hour and a half to capture an hour's worth of footage, and then even then, it was, you know, one tape was like an hour long. Was I think it was I think it was about twelve gigabytes per per hour uh, on a on a twenty like a twenty gig hard drive, and so that was kind of how we were doing. But it was it was a pretty meager lens, like it was a zoom lens. It wasn't great. It didn't go very wide, and so they had a wide angle adapter for that camera. Um, right. This reminds pain. me of uh, was it was it Contax um, back in the day film camera uh, they made that had interchangeable lenses, but the base rear optic was built into the camera. And so the lenses right. that you would screw in front of it were not the complete optical formula. They were designed to work with whatever optics were still in the body. The camera couldn't be used without a lens on it, so it wasn't a complete optical formula to begin with. And that was a neat design, but it, it kind of felt way too proprietary, and it made those lenses that you would buy for this camera useless for any other purpose. And introducing tons of variables that, that shouldn't be there, it... Uh I, I never you never use one of those cameras, but I can tell you from experience using the wide-angle adapter on, on the VX1000, it was a pain because obviously it well it it rendered your 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 zoom um, obsolete, which was fine. Your the whole point was to go wide, but it also ended up most times it would see itself, and so the vignetting it wasn't even vignetting. It was like you could see you could see the outer part of like the 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 lens. Um, not the hood. The, the internal uh, structure, the, the tube, whatever you yeah. call that. Yeah, so th that would show up, and, and, it, and it wasn't great, and it degraded the image. Um, and so overall, I, I hated using it. And it was also, it was a, it was a difficult wind-on thing to do, and it was cumbersome. And so when, when, when um, we were sent these adapters for the, for the Fuji, I was like, well, that's very thoughtful, but am I going to repeat this experience? Is, is this going to, and it turns out, no. Fuji does a phenomenal job. These these are excellent, excellent units, um, very handy, and I love it. So, with that, I, I'm I, I'm supposing. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you find the right one, spend the money. There's going to be some quality adapters out there for your phone. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, you, there's also going to be a heck of a lot of cheap ones um, that uh, you know come out of. You know, some uh, Chinese manufacturer, and not to knock the Chinese manufacturers, there's some really good ones. I love Yongnuo and Laowa and, and a number of others, but um, there are some that will be marketed on Amazon for 20 bucks, and you get a collection of four of them, and they make it seem right. like the whole world is in your hands, and it is garbage. <laughs> Uh, so what's the price point? Like, if, if I mean, so you have the, the macro, like, do you have anything, any other... Uh, that you have your have your eye on. Well, I had uh, like they had a macro lens before uh, okay. that would attach, and I had that. I used it a little bit, but I didn't. I didn't like it. Uh, the cameras on the phones at that time were not as good as they are today, and and so it didn't cross the threshold of usability for me. Um, but this one was a couple of hundred bucks. Um, I can't remember exactly because you gotta gotta buy the case with it as well. I can't okay. uh, remember the exact values, but it's in line with what a um, a budget macro lens for your regular camera would be from Tamron or some such, um, and. 
uh, or like a, a, a base level Lyoa lens, uh, I think is more accurate to that, that price point. And, and those are great optics as well. They're manual focus only, but I use them all the time for my professional work. In fact, I just got a, I took delivery yesterday of a box full of butterfly specimens. Um, about, I think 80 of them are in that box. Uh, they're not pinned or anything, but they are in little plastic sleeves. The condition of them isn't great. Uh, there's maybe about a dozen or so that I think are going to be photo worthy. And I'm going to take Lyoa's new, uh, they've got a, a, a 10 times to 50 times high magnification set that I have here in studio for testing. And I'm going to do some comparisons with that compared to other, you know, more scientific microscope objectives. I'm not going to, that, that's not work relegated to the phone. Um, but I've, I'm kind of talking in circles here. I'm just, I don't know, I'm rambling. Stop me, please. No, I'm I'm fixated on you ordering butterfly parts in the mail. I saw Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> and I know where this is headed. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, let the drama ensue. But <laughs> I no, but I'm I, very you know, even like uh, I, for for Christmas, I, I bought my wife uh, some uh, fairly unusual painting supplies from a, a company called Natural Pigments in the U.S. That uh, they they make uh, paint like oil paints and things based on the original formulas of things like um, if you wanted a, a good blue, one of the earliest was lapis lazuli, which was literally ground up gemstone mineral uh, as the pigment. And so I got some of that pigment and some oil mediums to actually make paint with. And it would be interesting to see at, at what magnification that no longer looks like a fine powder. And you can see facets and shards and, and things like that. That'll be an interesting subject to explore. Also bought some cinnabar. Do you know what cinnabar is? Obviously not. Okay. Cinnabar uh, was one of the earliest sort of rusty orange uh, colors that had some intensity to it. But its, it's more scientific name is mercuric sulfite. And that, that's mercury and sulfur. So uh -huh. got to keep that one away from the kitties. Uh, I don't know. Survival of the fittest. You'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> back in the day... That's, that's, that's why Alice in, is Alice in Wonderland is mad as a hatter, right? Like, isn't that all tied in? Come on. You're Back in the day, people would fill sandboxes full of asbestos, and it was fine. Until it I just was. saw that. I just saw that story on, where did I see that? That, that literally just made the rounds. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's what I, <laughs> I picked up on it, too. We are, we are on the same algorithm. Do you also like people wiping out on mountain bikes? I get a lot of that in my feed. I do, and, yeah. and I, I like seeing a lot of natural disasters that are so quickly repaired by inge uh, uh, ingenious uh, societies around the world, like how quickly a sinkhole is repaired in Japan. Um, that, that tickles my interests. Okay, good. We've gone down a strange rabbit hole. So, um, have have you shot much with the with the macro lens, or today's the, like you're breaking it out of the box? Yeah, well, I just got it last week, and as I said, you know, I'm dealing with uh, taxes and copyright mm. uh, registrations and all the wonderful paperwork that a dull January would bring you. So uh, that's been sitting there, and it's been waiting, and I've been collecting like the butterflies and so many other things. It's going to be a big photo shoot month, um, the second half of January, anyhow. I'm very interested to see where you go with this, uh, uh, Don, because I, I think I think there's a lot of people out there who uh, are are have been shooting with their phones way more than their cameras, have felt guilty about it until now. I think Don's going to make it cool again. and uh, <laughs> I hope I no, can try. I, well, okay, Don and cool, never in the same sentence. But it, 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 I, I think it's, 
not even acceptable, but 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 more so like the the ideal. I can't think of the words I, I want to spit out here, but it's it's going to become more acceptable amongst actual photographers. Um, there was I, I think one that it should be. I, I think that you know, everything that we do, photographically speaking, should be able to be done with any tool that is capable of the bare minimum. And the bare minimum is always a moving target, but I think that smartphones are now well within that range. I, I shot with um, a, a Lumix GX9 for about a year after I moved away from a Canon 1DX Mark II. One of the reasons for that was I would, you know, show up at a workshop or a presentation or something and I'd do a live demo or I'd show my equipment um, and people would say, ah, well, I can't, I can't do what Don does because I don't have the seven grand to drop on a camera body and lens combination. Um, so I'm just not going to try. And then when I started shooting with this little tiny micro four thirds travel camera and creating nearly identical work, everybody's mood changed. He's like, you're creating that with this? Now what? you're making me look bad. You removed all barriers of excuse. Exactly, exactly. So uh, let's go one step further and do some stuff with the phone. Uh, and then, who knows, let's go one step further and break out the Game Boy camera and see what I can I take that for a spin. <laughs> see if we can paint it in blue. That's what we're going to do. The... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, I encourage everyone to, to, to check out your, your Instagram, of course. I guess that's where people can find you. Where, where, where's the rest? Doncom. Dot, what now? Dot .ca or dot .bg. Both bring you to okay. the same place. Um, and uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Flickr, I like Flickr as a platform. If you're on Flickr, please follow me. Um, it does a great job at displaying images, and the community needs a bit of a boost there. Um, but you can also find me at uh, Photo Geek Weekly, which is about to relaunch. Uh, we tried last week to record an episode. Uh, it'll be with uh, my good friend Steve Brazel. And uh, about 15 minutes into the recording, I got uh, an error message. Everything stopped recording. And it uh. said that my computer was out of space. And I looked at the C drive and it said zero bytes available. And so long story short, we tried to uh, recover that. Uh, in an immediate way, and, and we had to delay it a week. Uh, but the culprit was my email client, Thunderbird, and I just watched it writing like 400 megabytes a second to disk for no reason whatsoever. And that um, yeah, problem's been solved. Uh, everything is good. Storage space is now ample, and the recordings will continue. So, um, Photo Geek Weekly, check that out. The next episode will be out hopefully tomorrow. All right. Uh, Don, thanks a lot, and uh, that was it. I, should, I was just going to stop with thanks a lot and make a joke about Bulgaria, but then I realized I don't know enough about Bulgaria to make a good joke. So <laughs> We need to hang out more, Alan. That's what it has to be. We do. I gotta, we got to meet in the middle somewhere, I, maybe. Although, maybe not right hey, now. Hey, we've got a guest house here. Uh, come along. All right. Well, we will, uh, not right now. Kind of cold, but we'll keep it in mind for the, for the summer. <laughs> The Black Sea is beautiful in the summer. Thanks for having me on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. And I'm back. Okay. Uh, once again, thanks to Don. I urge everybody to check out his site at uh, doncom.ca and all his uh, unbelievable work, the, the snowflakes, the the uh, go back aways, the frozen ice bubbles, the, the Canadian flag in the snow, all great, great stuff. So thanks a lot for to Don for coming on. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, there might be a show next week. There might not. 
If not, uh, I apologize, and we will be back soon. Websites, where can you go to find all this stuff? Well, you can go find my stuff on alanatrich.com if you're interested in things from 2012, evidently. Uh, but also at holtzfelderwoodworking.com or the most of the stuff, uh, the two hoser stuff at twohosers.com where you can go to find all the links to photos, everything we just talked about. And that's it. Until next week, get out there and make better photos. Mm-hmm.